and 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 after that moment, I I I think I really thought about that. I thought, you know, maybe there's more to what I'm doing than I realize. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's not just about the films I'm making and what I think is important in my life. Um, but I think this is where the nature of purpose is. It's like it's weird. It's not you don't always know it's there. And and I think that's where we struggle a lot as people. We always think we need to know. And if I don't know it, then it's not there and it's not real. And it's like, well, it still is there and it still is real. It's just sometimes it's not as obvious. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. It's been a while for Evan and I. We actually took a little break. Evan has some news to share with you all, and I will leave it to him to do that. But it's big, big, profound kind of news, I guess, life-changing <laughs> stuff, you know. Anyway, so we had a good little discussion about what we're going to get into today, and we decided to call this one The Great Expanse of Your Nature. And I'm pretty excited to talk about this because it's one of those things. It's like, it's kind of that part of the creativity and the art and of life that you don't really see. And you're not always thinking about, and maybe you never even realize is there. And it's, it's, it's quite fascinating and quite cool to begin to recognize this part of your, just your existence and your, and, and, and you and, and how you play a part in like almost this holistic thing that we're all really kind of participating in, in, in humanity and life and creativity. I mean, that sounds very big, but I mean, this is kind of a big thing because it's that unconscious, involuntary part of you that's still participating and you don't even realize you're participating and it's absolutely magic. It's absolutely wonderful. And I do actually think it serves you to begin to see how you're actually more connected to everything than you realize. So I, I know I'm kind of being cryptic, uh, <laughs> but it's one of those things that I think we'll dive down some rabbit holes and figure out. But what do, what do you got to say, Evan, for this one? Yeah, yeah, no, I like you built up a, a kind of like a sense of mystery around a lot of this. And um, not that there's anything necessarily totally mysterious about it, but there's just uh, a lot of interesting territories to go with this one. And, and I think that I will maybe just set things up a little bit more by saying that how we kind of arrived to this title, this this subject, the expanse, the great expanse of your nature is, um, you know, we started talking about purpose. And for anybody who's been, uh, you know, a longtime listener of the show, you've probably heard us talk about purpose a lot. And you will probably hear us talk about it again because purpose is in in the scope of human beings and living uh you know living our lives purpose is a big thing it's a big thing uh how many people have written books about it how many youtube videos get <laughs> recommended to you <laughs> that are just like about finding your purpose doing your purpose all this stuff and and nothing against that whatsoever um but i i often find that it's something that there's a lot of 
a lot of people don't, I, I, in my opinion, dive deep enough on this whole thing of purpose. And, and I think we've done that a lot in terms of like some of the, the traps with even the word of purpose and our sort of obsession with it as well. Um, and you know, I've very much over recent years preferred to, if I'm going to say anything about it, say it's a calling, like what about calling? Um, there's just something a bit more, um, organic and dynamic about thinking about it in those terms as opposed to purpose. And for this conversation, we change that once again to something of nature, um, you know, and, and there's a lot more to it than that, but I think that uh, nature is a really kind of a great way for us to recharacterize uh, the word purpose, right? And uh, so I'm, I'm excited to get into that and to explore how looking at it as, as sort of nature and our own nature um, and how that fits in with, with you know, everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know with how that how our nature fits in with with life itself and um so yeah i'm excited to get into that and uh and also i'll just what you said because i'm like what's the big news um i i had a kid i had my first kid uh and um he he came uh early he came six weeks early it was a very dramatic uh and unexpected event um, and thankfully, uh, thankfully everyone is good. My wife is, is good. Everyone is healthy and doing well. Uh, so yeah, that, that, uh, was living out of like in a hospital basically for two and a half weeks, which, um, isn't, isn't the, the best of situations, but, uh, you know, I think there'll be some interesting conversations to have around that because, uh, <laughs> we've also talked a lot about the plans that we have, <laughs> mm. you know, and on this podcast. And, uh, this was certainly a situation where every single fucking plan, uh, being completely thrown out the window, like it's gone, it's been obliterated, it's been destroyed and shat on, on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's your plan. <laughs> uh, so, and, and uh, you know, there's been a lot of really wonderful uh, and beautiful things that have come from that, um, that have definitely changed me. And, but we'll talk about that, I think, in another podcast. Uh, let's, let's, let's dive into this one. Uh, so, Brandon, where do you want to start things off with? Well, Evan, I think everything's connected and i think this whole thing with the the situation with your new child and and the way all that played out is somehow still connected to even what we're talking about now and i do think there are parallels we can draw into it but for one you know like we've talked a lot about things not going to plan and how you know you you deal with plan and then you have a plan and you think you know your plan and then all of a sudden things go sideways and then you deal with that and you respond and and whatever. But I do often find that a lot of the time, the best things in your life come in a way that's not really planned. It's like, uh, they, they come almost out of nowhere. And when you start to see the connectedness of it all, you start to see that they almost aren't out of nowhere. They're almost perfectly like weirdly divinely timed in this kind of wonderful thing. And and you, at the time you're just like in the chaos of things not going to plan. 
And then it isn't until later, maybe if you can have a moment to reflect on it, that you go, you know, it's kind of wonderful. It played out that way. Um, I was thinking about something in my life that had happened where uh, a relationship fell apart at a certain time in my life. And I was just thinking about it and I was going, you know, I was in the chaos at the time when it fell apart, but then I was thinking about, well, what would have happened had it gone the way I thought it should have gone and how might've things played out in other areas of my life? Because those areas are still very connected and they were dramatically connected to this relationship because this relationship was such a pinnacle part of my life at that point. And I was thinking, I'm like, you know, that seemed like kind of hell and terrible, but it actually was so, so wonderful that it kind of fell apart at the time that it did in the way that it did, because that also opened up other possibilities and other opportunities and things that, um, you know, and also I think it avoided me from other challenges that, you know, I know I would have entered had it, had it not happened. I know I'm being somewhat still cryptic here as I'm talking about that. I don't think the details matter. I think the thing is, is that, one of the things that interests me about this conversation is that things are at play and things are at work that you have no idea about. They're not in your conscious awareness. You don't understand and you're not even aware of the cause and effect and impacts they're having on the fabric of everything that is what your future is walking into. And so it's kind of like we, I think we get hyper-focused on, on something. We think this is what I'm doing. This is the point. This is the, this is the way, this is the thing. This is the, the reason. And then when the plan gets wiped out, uh, so does this hyper-focus we had. And that is tough to deal with. But because the hyper-focus gets worn out or, or, or washed away or however you want to look at it, you begin to see something you, you, you open up to the potential of what might have been there that you were not paying attention to because you were too hyper-focused. And I mean, I have that analogy. I mean, maybe we'll bring this in in a little bit about the tree and the leaf and all of that stuff. But I think, um, you know, just to give, let me just do it now. Cause people are, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> the tree and the leaf, the tree and the leaf. All right, everybody, you ready for the tree and the leaf go. story? Here Sit down go. kids. I'm going to tell you the tree and the leaf. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, uh, I teach a screenwriting course. And when you're, when you're writing a screenplay, it's like a tree that's creating a leaf and you're trying to create this perfect leaf. And you're trying to do this thing and, 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 and you're just thinking about how amazing it would be if you could just get this like perfect leaf and you don't realize that you're the tree that's producing the leaf. You're so hyper-focused on the leaf and you don't realize that in the pursuit of not only creating the leaf, you built yourself and you're doing not only stuff that's helping you, but it's helping every tree around you. It's doing so much wonderful things. And also it's giving you the the ability to continually put out more leaves. And I mean, we can go down this rabbit hole further, uh, Evan, and I'll, maybe I'll let you expand upon the idea. But my point is the hyper-focus is the leaf and you get so worked up about the leaf and maybe the leaf isn't perfect. Maybe it's faulty. Maybe something's wrong with it. Maybe bugs come and eat it before you could ever get it done. And you're like, oh my God, but you're still the tree that was producing the leaf. And I think we often forget about all the benefits that came out of the work that was producing the leaf and the things that 
that came out of that, even though it maybe didn't go as we planned, it didn't go perfectly. There was wonderful other things that were happening that we weren't looking at while we were in the midst of doing this thing. Um, and, and so I think that's kind of where the nature comes into this, where it's like, there's more to your purpose than you even realize. Like, it's not just this thing you you're thinking about and looking at, you're actually having an impact. And there's a point to you in a way that you probably would have a difficult time even fathoming if you could understand it, but there's so much more at play than you even realize. And just cause your attention isn't on it doesn't mean it doesn't count and doesn't matter. Yeah. And that it's not, that it's not happening. Yes. You know, um, yeah, that was like kind of another thing that we were toying around with in terms of like, oh, what are we going to call this one? Right. Like, and, and one of the things we tossed around was purpose is, you know, you are, your purpose is inherently happening, uh, on, in some level. Um, we'd ultimately decide not to go with that, but yeah, to, to, to just jump on to your, um, analogy there on, on the tree and, and the leaf, you know, it's like, it's in this sort of pursuit of things, I suppose, but there's all of these other things that the tree is doing. You know, it's like it's trying to produce these perfect leaves. And you could argue that the tree is trying to produce the most perfect of all of its leaves, right? It's it's trying to, like, all of the ones that are coming out, it's trying to, to create a perfect leaf. And, and in doing so, creates these huge canopies of, of you know, of this, you know, incredible, incredible, incredible greens and, and, and reds and all, and whatever colors that, that it does. And there's something else I want to say about this, but first off, I want to, I want to say, it's like, well, those leaves are providing, um, the tree with the capacity to absorb more sunlight for the tree to, to grow, you know, for the, the core of the tree to grow, for the roots to grow even deeper those leaves eventually fall. They put carbon into the soil. They enrich the soil. The tree provides homes for all kinds of other wildlife to exist. It creates um, shelters for all kinds of other wildlife. Uh, there's uh, other plants that uh, they can only grow in in shaded areas, so they they find their home underneath. You know these big trees. Like there's so much that is going on. The whole sort of harmoniousness of of nature and all of these incredibly complex things that are happening although not to get too far into this but as our good friend alan watts would say it's like it's only complex because our language makes it so mm. um it's actually a very simple process right like and and as he would say it's like well how do you beat your heart right how do you do that you don't know, like, yeah, we can break it down. We can dissect it into pieces, but that's, that's really not exactly how it's happening either. And, and how do you do it? You just do it. How does nature do this? It just does. How do the, the earth trees and the earth shrubs and the earth, <laughs> you know, does all of these, all of these different things. So, um, I feel like I'm getting a little bit into the woods now, pun totally intended on that one. Um, <laughs> but um there's this nature that exists that 
is so far reaching and does so many different things. Um, and anyone can disagree with me, but I believe that we are that very one and same nature. We come from nature. We have a nature within us. Um, and as human beings, we just have, uh, you know, the ability for us to reflect on it is part of our nature as well. But I think that this whole thing of purpose and stuff and getting hung up on that whole thing um, is very often creates a confusion. Um, and as we've talked about, part of that, I think, comes down to the fact that when we get hung up on purpose, um, we can get too static with it, not understanding that this is a dynamic thing that is going on and it's a relational thing that is going on. Your purpose is not just something that just that's it and it stays and it's precisely that. Um, it's something that grows and evolves based on your life and your experiences and who you're who you're interacting with and who else comes into your world. Um, and there are things that are also going on that that, as you were saying, like you don't even necessarily understand all of the impacts of what you're doing and 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 how many people that is touching like to 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 bring that into the artist realm you know like how many of us have been so um so touched so deeply affected by an artist you know by by a movie um a performance a song you know most of us can can think of something that came out of the arts that from some artist that was was or is still very important to us in our lives and most likely that artist has absolutely no fucking idea they were trying to write a great song they were trying to just make a great movie that they cared about you know, that, that meant something that actually said something that was meaningful to them. And through that process, right, which was in many ways, those people living according to their nature as best they could. And the things that that creates by living through that nature as best you can, it has these impacts it reaches us, it reaches into our hearts and souls. And, and we say like, wow, that changed me. That mm. thing that you did, that, that, that touched me and it changed me. And that person doesn't know who you are, right? Yeah. They don't know the way in which it changed you or the way in which it touched you, but it did. Right. And they couldn't have possibly intended for that to happen. Right. They were just naturing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. I mean, that's, that's one of the things I, I think purpose is such an interesting thing in the sense that when you think you have it, you're so far off from it that, you know, to realize that would almost be deflating. But the thing is, is like, I think that there is something valuable about thinking, you know, what your purpose is where it's like, I'm doing this because of this reason. And this is what I'm trying to do. Okay, great. Like, that works for you for the time being because it's giving you the, 
motivation, the passion, the interest, the, the desire or whatever to do, whatever you're trying to do. But you don't realize that as you're going about that, you're actually doing some other things that you probably don't even realize. And they're actually even more important and more valuable than the thing you're trying to do, but not necessarily in a way that you always realize. I had a couple, I can share a couple stories where this kind of played a part. One is I remember I was at a golf tournament and I was a, you know, 12, I don't know, 13. I was a kid. I don't know. I was like young, might've been even younger. And anyway, um, there is this one kid and he was bullying me. And, um, I had to be at this golf tournament for like a week. It was like a school tournament golf thing. Right. Anyway, I was there and this one kid was just razzing me all the time, bullying me. He was just kind of a mean kid. And then he started to kind of enroll the other kids into bullying me and whatever. And there was these two brothers. I remember we went to, um, uh, what are they called? Uh, Titleist. We went to the Titleist golf uh, shop and we got to see how the clubs were made and all that stuff. It was kind of a cool day. Then we get out into the parking lot after this was done. And this kid is bullying me again. And, and he's got a bunch of other kids around him. He's just picking on me. And these two brothers, I remember they came by and they said, Hey, cut that out, man. You're better than that. And, and they stopped. And that moved me profoundly. Because after that happened, the way that that felt, that someone stood up for me, that someone reached out and, and he did it in a way where it wasn't even threatening. It was just like, be better as a human being. And I remember I walked away with that. And like, I mean, I think you know this about me, Evan, and I think other people have noticed this about me, but I've, you know, I'm like that with people. I stand up for people and, uh, and, and I push people to be better. And when people are being shitty, I will call them out and I'll say like, be better, you know? And I've done it a few times. There's been a few times that, you know, um, and you just don't realize the impact that these, these events have on you. I remember I was walking with two of my, my girlfriends, uh, down the street and, you know, we were on Granville, which is like a clubby party type of thing. And I was only in my early twenties and we weren't dating or anything, but like the girls were like, Oh, you know, arm in arm with Brandon. So I'm walking down the street with these two very beautiful girls. And these two guys come up behind us and they're like saying all this bullshit, like saying like, like sexist shit. They're saying stuff to me, whatever this goes on for a few moments. And I turned around and I forget what I said at this moment, but I said like, Hey, bug off and get a life or something like that. And they both just shut up. And, and the girls felt safe and I felt better, but it was like, I didn't, it wasn't like a threatening thing. I did it in the way that that kid did it for me, where I said like, just be better. Don't be these fucking losers. You know what I mean? And I was, these guys were bigger than me. They could have beat me up. They could have done whatever they wanted, but there's something about it. And, and like these kids probably don't even realize the impact that they had on my life that trans transferred and transcended into this next situation. And I don't know the impact that I had on those girls that were with me or the guys that were on the street or anybody who might've witnessed that. I don't know. And this is the thing about purpose is like, you, you are leafing out wonderful things all the time. And sometimes you're leafing out horrible shit and people are calling you out on it. You know what I mean? But like, whatever it is. And there's something wonderful about it. It's, 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 it's all creating something. 
And I'll share one last story just to hammer this home. I was at the gym. I remember this this moment quite vividly where I was at the gym and I'm just working out and lifting some weights and doing my thing. And this girl uh, came up to me and she said, hey, Brandon, how's it going? And I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? Whatever. We hadn't seen each other in a long time. She goes, I, uh, I just wanted to come up and thank you. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, um, I made my first film. <laughs> I was like, hey, congratulations. She's like, She's like, yeah, well, I saw you making yours and it just inspired me. And I thought maybe I could do it too. And I went out and I did it. And I just wanted to let you know. And I had no idea. I had never <laughs> helped her. I had never done anything directly to help her make her film whatsoever. And she just came up and said like, hey, thanks for this. And I was like, that really hit me. I was like, shit, me just going out and doing what I want to do is actually somehow impacting other people to do what they want to do. And 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 after that moment, I, I I think I really thought about that. I thought, you know, maybe there's more to what I'm doing than I realize. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's not just about the films I'm making and what I think is important in my life. Um, but I think this is where the nature of purpose is. It's like, it's weird. It's not, you don't always know it's there. And And I think that's where we struggle a lot as people. We always think we need to know. And if I don't know it, then it's not there and it's not real. And it's like, well, it still is there and it still is real. It's just, sometimes it's not as obvious. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's lots of wonderful stuff there, Brandon. My God, my God. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, I think that, yeah, that it's, it's funny. Cause like, I, I and I kind of want to move away from, from the word, purpose now but um you know but i think it was good it was good that we did just kind of like unpack it a little bit because you know it's like there can be a i suppose a utility to to asking questions like well what is what is my purpose you know like and but it's like to me i go what do you care about you know really or uh you know i come back to the incredible advice that uh, Joseph Campbell, who we talked about recently on a fairly recent podcast, uh, used to say to all of his students, it was like his one piece of advice, which was follow your bliss, follow your bliss. And to me that that is very much in, in lines with this. That's your nature. That's your purpose. It's like that, that thing is your nature, right? The thing that you care about, the thing that, that kind of just fulfills something within you in the doing of it, you know, not for something that it does, does for you externally, but something that it does for you now, something that it does for you in the doing and follow that thing, you know, and follow it. I love that he, he would say that, you know, the use of that word follow isn't, you know, he's not saying, you know, drive after this thing or, you know, like, um, you know, shoot or whatever. It's like, no, follow it, follow it. You know, it's this, um, it's this thing that, that you've got to, again, calling, right? Like you've got to kind of listen to it. You've got to pay attention to it, um, to see where it goes because it, it, it could go in, in different directions. So just follow it. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, you're following it cause it's your bliss. It's, it's this thing. And, and that, um, isn't going to always be the same in, in, in your life. So like, what is that thing? Um, what is that thing that you care about? And when, 
when you do that, when you begin to live your life more in that way in which that is what is guiding you and directing you in your life, there are these beautiful creative ripples that it just that that just go out into the world that as you're saying like you just don't know how far those things will go you know like things that you don't even think about things that you weren't even trying to do um you know like i i remember in high school there was this one uh there's this one kid who was a few years younger than me and I was in this program where I was, um, I was a senior and so they were a couple of years younger and I was in like a directing and writing. So like I was, instead of acting, I was helping young actors put together, we put up a play and I was helping to like, you know, I was directing them in a play and stuff like that it was a lot of fun. Um, there, so there was one student I remember who was in this class and he was kind of a, a shy, awkward kid, you know, didn't have, um, a ton of friends, but was, was very, you know, was a sweet kid. And I remember after I had graduated, um, and I came back to watch, I think it, I, I came back to watch some play like a year or two later or something like that, that some of the seniors are doing. And so this student was there and he was a part of it. And, uh, he came up to me later and he said, he said, Hey, like, I just wanted you to know that like doing that class with you and seeing, um, you act as well in, in the play that you did in your senior year. He's like, it, it, um, it made me want to, it made me want to keep going and, and, and keep doing this thing. And it was just like one of those things that I had, I was acting and doing all this shit because I just love to do it. You know, mm -hmm. like it was just like, I'm having a great fucking time. Um, this is my bliss. This is, this is my, you know, where I feel at home. This is, this is where I, I'm, I'm fulfilled. And it's remarkable at, at how that gives people permission to do. And I honestly have no idea what he did, how far he pursued acting beyond, beyond that. But there's a part of me that knows that it was important. You know, it was, it was important for him to do that for however long he's, he's, he did it for, because we just have no idea again, as we've talked about on the show so many times, like sometimes we pursue certain things and they don't necessarily go in the direction that we want or that we, we, that we're trying to push them towards but there's something that it gives us. There's a gift in it. It was, it was there because there was something else we were supposed to be doing. And that was an important step along the way. Right. So there's so much about this, you know, that, and that fits in line with the, the great expanse of your nature. Like your nature will take you into all of these places, not always for reasons that you can fully understand, um, both for yourself and for others. Mm -hmm. And, and it's all, it's all good, <laughs> you know, in every sense of the, of the word, like it's, there's so much goodness that is, that is happening there. Um, 
I'm going to wrap it up here and send it over to back to you, Bren. But it just what Don and it just jumped into my head. I, my wife's been watching a, this show and I can't remember what it's called, but, uh, I heard this person say in it, uh, he said, we're all, he said in, in this life, we're all just walking each other home. Hmm. And I was just like, Ooh, Ooh, <laughs> that hits me right in the feels. Um, <laughs> and I think that, uh, that's, that's one of the, maybe the most beautiful things about following our nature, you know, in the expanse of our nature is that it's like it, we're all just walking each other home with it. Right. And, uh, and we all, we all benefit. We all benefit together when we're living that way. I like that. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I think the thing is, is like, you, you've said this before. You've said, uh, you said attention is magic. And I, I agree with that. I think, you know, you, what you nurture tends to grow. And I think the mistake that we make at times and I think everybody does it at some point, but we just put attention into the things that don't matter and they're not. And, and maybe you need to, like, maybe that's a part of your growth and your evolution and figuring things out. But I think if you're gonna, if you're gonna be conscious about your life and what you're doing is like, don't give your attention to things that you know, you don't want to grow. You don't want to, to, you know, manifest more of in your life. And, um, you know, you, you, I think sometimes you need to do the wrong thing to realize what it is to do the wrong thing and why the wrong thing is, is no good. And I think, um, you know, I, I don't think that everybody, um, I don't think everybody really reaches the same level of say like wisdom or uh, transcendence of, of sorts. Like I think some people, they just, they, they, they live their life as a very selfish, small minded person, uh, almost like a weed. That's just, they, all they do is they strangle other plants. That's, that's their whole thing. And they, they commit to their victimy small life world and they just strangle everything that's good. And they try to get something out of that. And that's how they, that's how they live. And I don't think they live in a, in a wonderful way because I think there's a, it's a really sucky existence to, to do that. And no matter how much, um, how much you get out of a life like that, I think what ends up happening is you end up with this just constant like pain of need and whatever. Um, but I think, most people, my, my guess is that most people don't realize the potential of what they could be. And they, they just never really express it. So like they, they somehow buy the narrative of like, play it safe and, and just, you know, do what you're told to do and, you know, and all of that. And I think that they, they live this life and they I forget who, who the quote is from, but it's something like most men die in quiet desperation. And I, I think there is some truth to that. I think there's this kind of, um, 
part of us that's so wonderful and so amazing. And many of us just decide, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go explore that. I'm just going to, I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to follow the rules. I'm going to be safe. I'm going to whatever. And, and there's a quiet desperation because you know, in your heart, you just know there's like a seed, like inside the, inside the, the, that seed is, is some great thing. And you know, it's there and you talk yourself out of it. And there's the quiet desperation because you're doing it. And, and if you're, if you're hearing that, I, I mean, I like to, I like to bring this up because I think it's important because I've watched people and I've seen them in their quiet desperation. I've seen it. And it's, to me, it's just, it's like a, an unacceptable thing. It's just an unacceptable thing. If you know better, you shouldn't do it. And then I think there, there are those who go, you know what, I'm going to explore it. And to various degrees, they go and explore what they might be. They, 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 they pull a vision, they pull a sense of themselves out and they try to see it go out in the world. And like, you will never know how great you are. Never, not the greatest person in the world will never know what is fully in them because there's absolute fucking magic in human beings. Like absolutely incredible, unbelievable magic inside of all of us. And we experience maybe a fraction of it in our lifetimes. But just to at least have a taste of it, a taste of the wonder. And I think you get a bit of a taste of the wonder when you start going out and doing the things that really matter to you and like the things that you follow your bliss, so to speak, right? Because then you end up having these interactions where people come up to you and they say, hey, thank you for doing this thing because it helped me do my thing. And you're like, holy shit, I didn't realize that. But all you were doing was following your bliss, you know? And it, I also have come to this realization, Evan, that you don't have to be successful. You don't have to be some great, big, wonderful thing in this world. That's not the point. The point is for you just to experience the magic of this existence you get to, you get to play a part in. And there's a nature, a wonderful nature in it. And um, I do think you can commit to being a weed that just strangles the life out of all other nature. I do think you can do that. If you, if you want to commit to that and, and you want to submit to it, maybe you can do that. But I do think also within you, there's an incredible, like amazing, like, like wonderful rainforest of everything that is you that is possible too, that can, that can provide nurture and, and wonder to everything else. And you don't have to go do that. That's the thing. You don't have to go be that and you don't have to become that and you don't ever have to let that out of you. You don't have to do it. And so then you just have to ask yourself, would I, would I be open to it? And, in, and, and here's my caveat. Even the weed, as terrible as it is in this analogy, is offering some benefit to everything else, whether it likes it or not. And that's almost the kind of wonderful beauty of our nature is that whether even when we're the worst of our worst of ourselves we're somehow helping everything else we we cannot help but provide a nature to every other bit of nature even when we're working against the nature we're around or trying to consciously like it's just yeah that's the wonderful part of it all you know yeah, yeah. and uh having relatively recently done like a a permaculture design class <laughs> One of the fascinating things is like with weeds is uh, 
it's an extraordinary how many weeds are some of the most medicinal plants that you will find. Dandelions are so good for you <laughs> and they have so many benefits. It's insane. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally, um, yeah, I, I pick up on what you're saying. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, maybe the dandelion's a good analogy of how even in your victimhood, you can become something important and valuable and great and medicinal and helpful to everything else around you. Like you just, I think that there is a good nature in, in, in our nature. I think there is a, even, even when we, when we reject it and deny it, I think there's still something, there's a seed of goodness, you know, uh, there's some, some service and like, look, some of my greatest adversaries in life, I think have made me a much better person. So even if they were trying to destroy me because I didn't submit to their narrative of being destroyed, I became better. And I think I'm the best I've ever been in my life now. I think honestly, but I mean, maybe who knows, whatever. But like, I, I, I think that even your, even the people that are working against you, even the people who are jealous, envious, all of that stuff, they're still helping you. And I think you should um, begin to see that it's all, it is all kind of gravy. It is all kind of wonderful, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's... Uh... In any sort of theatrical production, whether it's on on a screen or in front of a live audience, we need a good villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not a good villain, like we actually, you know, it's just like, oh, that was a shit villain. Like, and if it, the, the villain is no good, then the story's kind of no good as yeah. well. And uh, there's another really fantastic Alan Watts lecture where he talks about that, where it's like, you know, at the after the curtain comes down and everything and everyone, all the actors step out to take their, their bow. If everyone's done a good job, you know, the, we applaud the hero for having played the, played the great hero. And we applaud the villain for having played the great villain. Um, you know, because it takes us on, uh, it takes us on this ride. It takes us on this journey you know, on this, uh, on this experience. And, uh, yeah, and and the thing is too is which is thankfully explored a lot more in sort of the storytelling mediums now is the complexity of villains now. It's not, uh, and I think we talked about this recently. Yeah, I can't remember. We talked about it on a recent so podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like you know the villains, uh, you know our villains aren't written so much anymore as as being like you know oh, I'm just a like just megalomaniacal psychopaths who, you know, just want to, you know, who just want to control the whole world kind of a thing. It's just like, no, it's usually these people like now it's like they, they come from somewhere. There's a reason why they are the way they are, though it doesn't excuse their actions, but like we, we recognize them as being human beings. And, um, and in any great story, the villain helps the the hero to understand parts of themselves too, right? They helps them to transcend themselves. Very often, the hero has to has to even confront the temptation of siding with the villain. A very real temptation of siding with the villain, and and have to confront darkness within themselves, and only to become only to become 
to transcend that and to become better human beings. Um, but that's a whole other thing, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. We're opening um, up some. We're opening up some doors. Yeah. Well, here, look, like, like, just to kind of like bring this back onto onto, I think the path we're trying to go down, yeah, which please, is like, please. um, when you're off doing something and you think it's your purpose and you think it's your point, you might not realize that you're actually doing a bunch of other things. And those other things that you're not focused on and you don't even notice you're doing are actually more your purpose than the purpose you think you're after. And it, I think sometimes we struggle because we put too much weight in the ego of purpose. And what I mean by that is like the ego needs to know, like it needs everything to be a conscious, aware decision. Like you did it. So it happened. And it's like, when you're not in ego, when you're in self or spirit or however you want to call it, it's like, you recognize that you're doing things by happy accidents without realizing you're doing them. And, and so it's without making it egotistical, you don't go and go like, Oh, look, did you see what I did? You're like, wow, that's pretty cool. I ended up doing that. Like what a wonderful benefit. I was actually just trying to go do this thing over here and how wonderful that that happened. And Hey, that gives me a bit of a sense of like uh, purpose in this life because I didn't even realize I was doing that over there, but how cool. So I'll keep doing this. And like, maybe that will keep building more of this over here. So like, Hey, great. But maybe, um, maybe that gives me more awareness about my, what my purpose might, might be, but you don't even have to know what your real purpose is, but you just need to have a sense of like, well, I'm doing this because of this for me. And, and that might just be enough. And I think as like, uh, you know, you pointed out, um, Evan is like the follow your bliss thing. I think that's kind of a good guiding energy where it's like, okay, well, I just really love doing this. I'm passionate about it. I care about it. It's fun. And so you follow that bliss and through following your bliss, you end up doing a lot of good elsewhere. You just don't realize um, you're, you're, you're doing it. Right. And I think also like if your bliss is, if you're, if you're finding that you're, you're doing something and it's hurting someone else, I mean, maybe check in with how that feels, you know, cause maybe, maybe you thought you liked doing it, but then you realized it was hurting someone and maybe you don't like doing it anymore because, um, as much as you might enjoy it, you realize, oh, Hey, like this hurts someone. I don't want to hurt somebody. And, and that's where I think, um, we have a certain kind of correction, but you have to be honest with yourself because you can just plug your head in the sand and say, well, I'm just going to do it. I don't care. But remember, like you have to live with all your conscious decisions, right? Even your unconscious ones, but particularly your conscious ones. And if you know better and you do it anyway, I mean, you might get away with it, but you're going to have to live with it. And, um, you know, so it's okay if you made the mistake, but if you realize, oh, Hey, this is actually not good. You might have the mindfulness to be like, Hey, wait a minute. Maybe I won't keep doing that because, like, yeah, I like it, but it hurts this person. So I don't want to hurt this person because it's not worth it for me to feel better to hurt this person kind of thing. Right. And that's, um, you know, I think that's kind of your, that's helping you transcend, right? Because you could very well, I talked about how you could become the rainforest essentially, but you could also become a poison forest, right? You could become this amazing thing that just grows into being like very brutal, 
right? Mm-hmm. And if you want that to become you, um, by all means, keep going. But if you don't, I mean, maybe recalibrate, you know, uh, uh, correct, you know. Um, and it might be simple. I mean, here's one last thing I'll say about this. It might be simple. Like, for example, maybe you're uh, downloading uh, free videos online. And you're like, well, it doesn't hurt anybody. It's just these companies, right? But then all of a sudden you realize like, hey, like you realize the impacts of that because it does have impacts and like, you know, but if you looked into it and you maybe saw what it did, you might go, hmm, well, I save a few dollars, but I also cause this impact over here. And you might start to go like, do I want to be creating that in the nature of our existence? You know, and that's where your morals and ethics start to come in and like, you know, you're going to live how you want to live, but just remember you are the very fabric of nature and you create the nature you live in. So if you steal, you create the world of, of theft, right? You are the theft. If you, if you steal it, you are not just the theft you had, you are all theft, all theft. And that's a hard thing to wrap your head around, but, but you begin to see that your selfish act is the selfish act of everything else in the world. And if you are unwilling to change it, why would anything else be unwilling to change it? You know, you are the change. You are the, the seed of change. So you can deny it. You can pretend you can fake yourself, but you'll face yourself in the mirror at the end of the day. And you'll also face the reality and the nature you built for yourself. So there is no escape. (laughs) You are your, you are your choice. And you can have whatever world you want, heaven or hell, anything you want. And you decide every day, every moment, what are you walking into? Yeah. What are you? Hey, everybody, this is Evan. And this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes, I recently released a book called The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft. Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. Yeah, that's, uh, like, let's, uh, (laughs) I feel like everybody... I need to sit with that for a second. <laughs> Think about it, because I'm like, yeah, heavy, no, yeah, totally. No, like the 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 whole the whole thing of like, yeah, because yeah, you are the theft. It's not it's, you are it. it. It's, it's yeah. throwing. Yeah, it's 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 like that that crazy. Um, I don't even know what to call it, but yeah, it's it's that removal of the subject and object, and it's just like no, there's not you doing the thing that is this it's you are it you are the theft yeah that's it's there's no you doing theft there's just theft (laughs) yeah you are and you are it which is you know that's a whole fucking kind of crazy rabbit hole that i'm not necessarily prepared to dive into necessarily but um i just felt like you know what let's take a second to feel the <laughs> weight of uh of what Brandon just said. <laughs> so Oh yeah. man, it's yeah, man. It's it's uh it's weird when you start to recognize that you actually matter in the world. Cuz it comes the double-edged sword. Cuz yeah. there's the ego that's like I'm nothing, I don't matter, 
it would be irrelevant if I died. There is that part of all of us, right? But then there's that other part of it, like, what if it really does matter? And all the ego goes, yeah, 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 I matter, I'm special, I'm important. But if you matter and you're special and you're important, then everything you do matters and is special and is important. So go fuck yourself when you go do something bad. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. You cannot be special and have your actions not be special. You cannot have it both ways. It's one or the other. You're either nothing and nothing is nothing and it doesn't matter or you're everything and you're special and it all matters and it's all special and it all has an impact. So you get to choose. And whenever you choose your nothing, you also experience being nothing. And whenever you realize that like, if I steal, it's as though everyone else in the world just stole. And you realize that your impact, and you might, and you, go, you might have a difficult time wrapping your head around this, but that is the level you wanna play at. Because if you wanna be the rainforest, you better start realizing that you are providing all the life. If you just wanna be the weed, and pretend that you don't exist at all, by all means, go ahead, but you will have the experience of not existing at all. So what do you want? You can have it one or the other. You don't get both. You don't get to pick and choose. I don't know. <laughs> disagree? Go go with it, Evan. I, I, disagree I, might be good. Let's let's talk I, about I, it. I might disagree with you a little bit on that. I think that we do hold both of those things within us. Um, it makes me think of a Yiddish proverb I heard. Well, I don't know if it's a proverb necessarily, but it was. It, it came. It, it was a Yiddish sort of practice that I I heard from of a long time ago, and it was like you have two pieces of paper that you you write write down on each piece of paper and you put one in your left pocket and one in your right pocket. And in one of them, you write, um, I come from the dust. And in the other one, you write, I was born from the stars. And it's kind of a thing of like, well, what do you need for what moment? If you're feeling low about yourself, at a certain time, you reach into the pocket and you remind yourself that you were born from the stars. And if you're starting to feel a little bit high and mighty on yourself, you reach into the pocket and you remind yourself that you come from the dust, you know, um, which is miraculous in itself too, you know, like it's just like it's, there's something, but uh, I'm trying to navigate this, this, this thing that you just said, because there's a part of me, I'm like, I, I agree with you. I hear what you're saying. And it's kind of, maybe it's a matter of convenience, right? Like sometimes it's convenient for us to act like what we do doesn't matter when it suits kind of our selfishness. Um, and likewise, it can suit our selfishness to act you know, like we do have this huge and massive impact, right? I think it's it's a it's a circumstantial thing in terms of well, how how are we acting? How are we behaving? What is the context? What is the situation? What is the moment presenting to us? Um, and what is the most useful for us to be mindful of within those within those moments, right? Um, 
Yeah. I don't know. That's my, that's my rebuttal. <laughs> that's my rebuttal. Well, okay. So, well, I mean, there's a duality like going on. Well, here's, I mean, here's, here's an example. Like you drive home and you black out, whatever, maybe you were too drunk or whatever. And you wake up the next morning. You don't know what happened. Then you hear on the news, someone got hit by a car. You don't know if you did it, but you might've. Did you play a part in that person getting hit by a car? And the question is, can you see the connection? Because like, it's all connected and everything is connected. And there, there's a, there's a saying I love, which is there's no free lunch. Every time you think you got away with something, you pay for it. It's always, the bill is always on its way. It's either coming right now and you're going to have to pay it up front or you're in debt to it and you'll find out later what you owe. And either way, if you think, shit, I might've been the person that hit somebody, right? Then you might think the action I took that caused me to potentially do this bad thing, right? Like there it's, it's all at play. It's all happening and you're living with it constantly. So like, for example, those people who cheat on each other in relationships, they think they got away with it, but you didn't get away with it because now you live with the cheat, you live with the cheat. And now you have to pay for the cheat and the payment for the cheat is, uh, you have to pay for the shame, the guilt, the secrecy, the fact that no one can really know the, um, the fact that if people did know they wouldn't truly love you, they wouldn't truly accept you. And that's your punishment. And that's your bill. And you're going to pay that bill until you figure out how to, how to pay it. And so, you know, sometimes it's not as simple as just tell the truth and like, let's just come out with it and let, let everyone know what's going on. Sometimes it's not quite that easy. So now you're going to have to, you're going to have to deal with that and you're going to have to live with it and you're going to have to walk around with it. And that's your punishment. And so every action you take, it comes with something and, and, and you don't always know what that is. And so, um, people are always watching. This is the other thing too. People are always watching and very rarely do things go unnoticed and even by you. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a thing of recognizing that you have much more a play in all of this than you're giving yourself credit for. And I think where it becomes a problem is when you put ego into it and you start going like, well, I'm special and that makes me better than you. It's like, no, it doesn't make you better than anything because even you thinking you're better than someone has a consequence because now someone's better than you and you're not as good as them. And now you've put yourself in the same position as the person you're better than. So now you're paying for the consequence of that. So everything you do plays. It's all at play. It's all playing a part. And you literally create your heaven or hell. And people who live in hell are, are paying the debts of, of the things they will not admit, will not correct, will not be honest about. And they will live those debts out until they pay them off. And so the best thing you can possibly do for yourself in life is clean up your mess and start, start, uh, you know, investing in the things that you think you, you want, um, 
whether that just be creating things in your life for good art or building relationships out of honesty or whatever it might be. Um, but you, you get to pretend as much as you want that you're as small as you like to be. I just don't think that you actually are. I think, um, I think the, 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 the Yiddish thing, because we were talking about that actually in a class I was running this morning and we were talking about that. And it's like, I think where that helps that Yiddish, uh, kind of, um, uh, parable you're talking about is like to help you be humble, to recognize that you don't need to be special. You don't need to be a big deal. You don't need to be better than anything. You just get to be a part of the dust of everything that is. And, and it's, you know, in, in, and there is, I think a huge pressure you can put on yourself where it's like, I gotta be perfect. I gotta be perfect. It's like, look, you're doing the best you can and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to, you're going to do the comfortable thing and, and the thing that's not so good and you're going to pay for it, but like, just go like, just take it on the chin and just go, okay. Like, I don't want to pay for that anymore. I don't want to eat the shitty food anymore. Cause now I pay for eating the shitty food and I don't want to do that anymore. So you stop eating the bad food and you stop, um, you know, screwing off on the things that matter and you stop neglecting the relationships you care about and you just stop doing it. And, but you often have to mess it up before you realize that you're doing it and that's okay. It's just like, everybody gets a break on that, but nobody gets a break from pretending it isn't happening. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, I can't remember who said it, but it was something like, um, what you do doesn't matter, but it's important that what you do that, or it's, but it's important that whatever you do, it matters or something like that, or do, or do whatever it is like it matters. You know, it's like, um, Oh, do it like it matters. Yeah. Do it like it matters. Like, like, you know, it's like, it's like, look in, Yes, we can look at some sort of grand scope of things like, you know, we are like the earth is like a speck of of dust in the fucking cosmos. You know, like it's like it's it's baffling. We, we can't even wrap our heads around, you know, how how small we are in the scope of the universe. But it doesn't change the fact that, hey, you're here you're here you're and and you know we are having this conversation you on the other end you are listening to this conversation you are living a life and you're aware of that life and that does mean something you know the, the your life means something in its being and you are related to everything you know like you are in a relationship to everything and it behooves you <laughs> to act in a way that is in many ways responsible to that or it, that is um, maybe not responsible is the word. Maybe that's not the word I want to use, but it is important that you take care hmm. of that like it matters because um, there are other people who, yeah, are affected um, as we've been saying in ways that you have no idea that, that people are being affected for, for good and for bad and to kind of bring this back around, um, you know, this whole thing of, of 
relationship. You were talking about how, you know, maybe you're following your bliss, you're doing something you enjoy doing, and then you realize that some part of what you're doing is hurting someone or it's causing some harm. And, you know, it's it's worth always just being like, because don't get me wrong, there's a lot of creative people out there who are being shut down for a quote-unquote harm that they're doing to other people, which is just like, are they though? <laughs> you know, I'm talking about real harm. You know, like if like and and if you come up to realize that, that is you you are actually doing that, well, naturally you're going to adjust what you're doing. You know, because it becomes clear, it becomes evident. It's no longer your bliss anymore be, w- with that awareness if you're carrying that with you. Um which is to say that that sort of bliss, that thing you're doing, um, again, is relational. It is completely relational because it's no longer bliss anymore because of how it relates to somebody else. So you find a different way of doing what you're doing. You can do something better. It doesn't mean that you have to stop doing what you're doing. It usually just means you've got to change something in the way that you're doing something, right? But it's... it. Um, that's that's all part of that relationship and and nature as we've been talking about is relationship nature is nothing but relationship with all things all things in relationship to each other is nature yeah i think there we've talked a bit about this uh in previous conversations where we talked about how it's very difficult to go through life without causing damage in some way. Um, and, and often when you create something, you, you also destroy something else. And there, there is, um, there is a part of us, like, like this whole concept of good and bad and right and wrong, you know, those constantly need to be like reevaluated and, um, you know, a parent, for example, that doesn't want to hurt their kids' feelings might cause their child a lot of damage because their kid will do the thing that's fun and easy and comfortable and destructive to themselves. But the the parent just wants to be their friend and doesn't want to hurt their feelings and all that stuff. And sometimes being a parent means doing the thing that's going to cause your child not to like you temporarily because you know or at least you believe that it's actually protecting them, taking care of them and, and, and whatever. And so that short-term gain that they're trying to get is, you know, you stopping them from having that is giving is avoiding them long-term pain. So, um, you know, you, I think you're, we're constantly in a, um, we're constantly in a flux of like short-term gain, long-term pain, short-term pain, long-term gain, you know, and we're, we're, we're navigating those weights all the time. And we're trying to figure out, okay, well, like, when is it okay just to feel good right now and just kind of do the thing. And also when do I sacrifice and put off and like, you know, this stuff. Right. And like you, this is where I think meaning comes in, where you begin to calibrate for yourself. Like what kind of world do you want to live in? Do you want to live in a world where it's really easy to deal with your enemies and the people you don't like? Then let's live in a world where we can kill each other. 
because that's the easiest way to deal with the people you don't like. Just fucking off them. You know what I mean? But we don't want to live in that world. Why don't we want to live in that world? Well, you could be off. That means you now have to protect yourself. Now we're in a now we're in a world where our enemies arm up and you know we do this, right? And so so do you want to live in a world where might is right? Do you want to live in a world where it becomes you know a matter of uh, you know, there are no code of conduct. There is nothing like this. Um, th- th- one of the things that I personally am very concerned about and, and I, and I am actively standing against is let's not celebrate victimhood. I'm just against it. And I have my reasons for that. And people might disagree with me and that's fine. You can disagree with me all day, but convince me otherwise, because I believe that being a victim is the most not only destructive thing you can do to yourself, it's the most destructive thing you can do to everyone else around you. It is the weed. The weed is a perpetual victim, perpetually sucking the life out of everything, blaming it for its smallness. And you can live that life if you want, but I won't join you. You can be the weed for fucking eternity. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to join you because your victimhood of being small and life is hard and things suck. Um, that's your own problem. And you got to work that out. And, and I'm not going to go with that damage. And I'll give you an example because I think this is a perfect analogy. I started coaching my friend's daughter's soccer team and she was embarrassed the other day because her dad's been so supportive and he's like there for pitchers. And, and I, you know, I'm her coach. Right. So I, I said to her, I said, you know, For me, when I was playing soccer, my dad would never show up to my games. And when he was at my games, he was on his phone the whole time. And all I wanted was for him to see me and notice me and care about what I was doing. And it, 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 you know, it dawned on me that like, we can be a victim of anything. We can be a victim of too much support as much as we can be a victim of neglect. And you can always be the victim. You can always have the, um, like, I wish it was different. It is what it is. You know, for, for some reason, like, um, you know, I, I worked through my neglect, but, but I'm not going to go around going like, oh, like I'll never be what I want to be because I was neglected as a child. Like I could do that, but I won't because it's a destruction of myself. It's a destruction of everything that I am inside. And it was the life I was given and I was given a life. So I should be grateful for that life, regardless of what it is. And regardless of what I was granted. And is there a part of me that is, I I don't think it's the right word, but maybe jealous, maybe a little bit envious of, of, uh, of her having that love and support. And I see that and I go, man, I wish I had that. Cause there is a very real part of me that wishes I had that. And it feels very, very unfair, but what am I going to do? Am I going to sit in that unfairness? Am I going to sit there and just like go like, Oh, it was so hard for me and whatever. And the thing is, is like, also she doesn't know what neglect feels like. And, you know, that's wonderful, but I don't need to go walk around the world um, with my neglect, bleeding it upon everyone else because it's a wound I haven't healed, you know? And so it's like, there's, no one said you get to come to this life and it gets to just be easy and perfect for you. Life is hard. Life is unfair. 
It's just a part of how it goes. You know what I mean? But you make what you make of it. And if you want to be a victim, you're going to just find how it's unfair and how it's mean and cruel. And you're going to live in that cruelness and that unfairness. But if you, if you choose a champion mindset, which is what I encourage everyone to do, is just say, you know what, fuck it. These are the cards I was dealt. And I'm going to win this fucking game with these cards. Whatever that means for you. You know, I was given, a, you know, the worst fucking cards in the game. I wasn't personally, I don't think, but I was given not so great cards, not the, not the best cards, not the cards that are just an automatic winner. And I'm going to make these fucking things work. And I'm going to make something out of this. I'm going to use it to make me better. You know what I mean? And so like your nature comes out when you find the champion. And this is my nature. You're hearing it right now. And you've heard it many times on the podcast. If you listened before this right now, this voice, this, this person talking is my nature, this champion nature. And fuck you. If you ever get in the way of it, fuck you. If you ever try and hurt anything I love, like you don't know, but I have to access that. And it's in everybody. And it's a wonderful thing because if I'm protecting you, you will be so fucking happy. I'm on your side. You will love having me on my side, on your side. You know what I mean? I love having me on my side. But if I'm, if you are my adversary and you are against me and you want to go toe to toe, you better fucking watch out because there is a line that I have reached that not many people in this world have reached. I've gone to the depths of myself and I've pushed into that and I know what it's like and I know what I'll die for. And that makes me a very, very powerful, influential person. And so we all have this in us and I haven't even tipped the iceberg of what I believe I have access to. But if I'm a victim, all of that is gone. Everything dies. And I just become this little like wimp who, who was neglected and didn't get the nurture and love that he needed. I had to give myself the nurture. And by giving myself the nurture, I encourage everyone else to give themselves the nurture. It's all there. You get to decide what world you want to live in. You can be the victim or not. And I think like, um, you know, I, I'm going on a soapbox here, but like my point is, is that look, you get the choice and you can do whatever you want. And I'm not saying that I'm right, but I will argue that it's better than victimhood. I, I cause I've lived both. I've chosen moments of both. And I can tell you that for, there's very little I know in this life, but if I know one thing, you're designed to grow. You're not here to die. You will die, but you're not here to die. That's not what you're here to do. You're here to grow as big as you fucking can. And then you're going to die, but you grow as big as you can in the meantime, that's your job. And that's a champion mindset. That's not a victim mindset. The victim mindset says I'm dying the day I was born and I'm dying and I'm dying and I'm dying. And you focus on how it's all going to be over and it is going to be over. But in the meantime, let's do something with it. You know, let's make something of it. And when you die, you become something else. Anyway, you help everything else in your death. You know, you're, 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 you're and if your life was just nothing, you don't, you don't contribute as much as you could, you know? And I don't know if that matters. I don't know. To me, it does. I don't know if it really matters in the scheme of things anyway, but like, what do you want to make this mean? You know, I mean, you get to make it mean something. I've obviously, everything I've just said is all just shit I've made up. 
I mean, it's not real. It is just is what I, it's my perception. I mean, maybe none of it matters. Maybe I just am here and I die and who gives a shit, but I'm not going to live like that. That's a terrible existence in my opinion. And it is my opinion, but I don't want you to have a terrible existence. And that's why I say it. Not because I'm trying to say that I have something you don't. I'm just saying like, I've tried both sides. Here's my opinion. There you go. Sit with it. Do whatever you want with it. But if you're in pain, I don't want you to be in pain because I project myself into you. And I think that was a hard time. And I don't want that for you as I didn't want it for me. You know, and maybe that's my gift. I don't know. Like you don't know. So you just make the best of it. Right. And I think this is our nature comes out in, in kind of, a, I don't know. Let me say one last thing, Evan. If it is divine, like, um, like it's not free will, like it's, it's already predetermined that this is what I would be in this life. I still experience my life as though it's free will. So even if this was what is always going to be, and it was always meant to be, and I didn't really have a choice, I still experience as though I have a choice. So I might as well embrace the choice because it feels a lot better to embrace it than to just feel at the whim of it. And if, you know, um, you know, I, I don't know, like, wh what do you want to do with it? What do you want to do with your life? You know, you, you are the seed of growth, so you can be whatever you want, but it's all in you. So whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can, you know, there are moments in our life in which we are victim to things without question. Um, but you know, it's like, are, it's, are we attaching to that and are we carrying, carrying it around with us in a way that, that doesn't serve? And, you know, life, as you were saying, you know, life is, um, unfair and life is hard at times. Um, but not all the time, you know, that's just one side of the whole spectrum life is also beautiful and life is also extraordinarily generous at times. I mean, you know, there was, uh, I was saying, you know, I've just had the, had, had our, my wife and I just had our first child who came in a way that was very dramatic and very scary um, in the way that it happened and everyone's okay now, but um you know, through everything that happened, even in the, the scariest moments of it, I've, ex I experienced such kindness, such extraordinary generosity. I have been loved and taken care of to a level by strangers to a level that, that has changed me as a human being. Um, it's changed the, what I think of, uh, in terms of how I perceive the world. So even in those challenging moments, there is something so extraordinary that can happen if you're paying attention for it. Um, so I just wanted to put that in there too, because it's like, yes, life can can be hard yes life can be unfair but there are times 
when it gives it gives so much and i think that it's usually giving while it's also taking um and sometimes it's worth questioning what it is that that it's taking is what it's taking more than what it's giving i think when you look hard enough it's giving a lot more than you think and the thing that it's taking away is something that you didn't need anyhow um well there, there's something in that i mean i think that this is part of the you know I, I, okay so i a couple things. One, as I said, oh, the the world is unfair. It's cruel at times. Like, yes, it is, but it's also gracious and giving and whatever. Here's the thing. It's just, just, it's not all unfair. It, it just accept that some of these things just, just, they are. And, and when you try to, when you try to make things like there's an arrogance in that we know what fair is. That's part of the problem because our interpretation of what is unfair is not always accurate. And so, um, like, it doesn't matter if you're religious or not. I mean, but like that saying, like, let go and let God kind of thing is almost like kind of perfect. It's like, just let go and let nature, like let, let things play their role and play their part and do their thing. And don't, don't try to change the things that, you know, like, and if you catch yourself trying to change something that you realize is like actually causing more harm, then stop changing it and just move on. You know what I mean? The other thing I have to say is like, I talked about victimhood. I'm talking about victimhood in the mentality of victimhood, in the thought process of I'm a victim and you live as a victim. You can be a victim. Someone can do something shitty and you can be a victim of that and does not excuse the behavior. And you are a victim in that respect. But the mindset of victimhood is the problem. I had uh, someone attack me when I was a kid, strangled me and it was traumatizing. And I lived with it for years and I was so angry and just rage angry. Like, and I just carried it as a wound. And um, the reason why I stayed angry was for as long as I did is because I believed that if I was angry, I would be able to protect myself from that ever happening again. And, um, I just hated this person. I hated them. And I eventually forgave them because I realized that like the, the, the victimhood of the event was poisoning me. It was not stopping anything. It wasn't helping anything. It wasn't doing anything. Um, and it was a big, long process, but like this, what I learned from that is it doesn't mean that I wasn't a victim to this thing happening because I was, because I was innocent. And, and to, to some degree, I mean, I probably wasn't entirely innocent. I had my part in it, but I was innocent in the sense that, that I don't believe that that should happen. And I believe that was okay. And I believe that was a bad thing. Right. But after that happens, you have to decide, I believe, like, am I going to like let this define me and destroy me or am i gonna like make something out of this and be like okay what did i learn how am i going to build myself i'm going to be better um what can i what can i take from this event because once the victimization is over that is over and now you only live in the victimization as long as you keep it real in your existence um and so I, like you know i want to clarify like um you know, 
we go through pain, man. Like we do have wounds and they are very real. And the things that hurt us, I'm not saying that they shouldn't hurt. In fact, I'm saying, you know, it's probably even more advantageous for you to feel the full hurt of what they are. But I don't want you to have to live with it because I lived with that anger for far too long. And it took so much from me and it took so much from my life and it took so much from the relationships I had. And maybe it was necessary for my evolution and my growth ultimately, but like, I wouldn't do it that way again, given the chance. Maybe I had to do it that way at that time, but I wouldn't do it that way again. And so that's the best you can do, right? You, you can be better in your new self and your new version of, of going through life. And, um, you know, that event as horrible as it is that I experienced has also helped me help a lot of other people. Um, so in a weird way, it's a gift. And that sounds very kind of odd and backwards to say, but that is the champion mindset where you just look at everything is ultimately a gift. It all gave you something. It didn't take away from you. It actually, um, it gave you something and you might not even recognize what that is. And you might've literally lost something, but it also gave you something. And, and what it gave you, I really do think it was more than what it took. Um, or it was equal to it and it was more valuable than what it took. One last thing, pruning. To make a tree or a plant grow, actually a pruning can be very helpful. And, and the, my friend points this out to me. He's like, you don't think the pruning hurts the tree? The tree bleeds the sap? You don't think that that sucks for the tree? But it actually makes the tree stronger. And so there is a part of this life where there is a pruning that I think goes on for us, especially when we're in pursuit of our dreams and our goals and our ambitions. So when you experience your pruning, and that means like friends being lost or relationships being destroyed or whatever might have happened, you know, opportunities being lost, look at that as a part of what's helping you actually grow more into the form of design as opposed to um, just being random, you know, and just you know, so sometimes those things that get cut away from your life, it's actually a gift. You just don't know it because you liked it at the time, but you didn't realize that friendship was maybe toxic to you, but you liked that friend at the time. And you thought, oh, it sucks that they don't want to be my friend anymore or whatever might've happened. But, um, but yeah, but maybe it was really good that they actually did get kind of, um, pruned from your life. I mean, so it's mindset, right? And like, mm-hmm. Try to see the gift in it. Try to see the gracious um, wonder of your nature, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is creative. Yeah. Which is a creative force. Let's yeah. talk about beer for a second, Brandon, and uh, mm-hmm. and I think we should wrap this one up. Yeah. Uh, I'm drinking a brew from good old Red Truck. Red Truck beer or Red Truck brewing. And uh, this is their Cantina Paloma Wheat with natural grapefruit and lime. And uh, yeah, it's like based on a a cocktail. No. According to the can, uh, the Paloma, which is a tequila-based cocktail, um, hence the the lime and grapefruit, I guess. And uh, it's delicious. It is fantastic stuff. So... I have enjoyed it immensely for this conversation. 
All right. Well, I don't think I've had this one. Pretty sure I haven't yet. Um, on the podcast, at least. This is called 52nd Street Peach Ale, brewed in Alberta. Um, and it's by Brewster's Brewing Company. And uh, it's really, really quite good. I had a, actually, I had a bunch of them at the brewery last night. I was watching the game and they put a, they slice like a peach and they put it in the, they put it in your pint, like a nice size little slice of peach. And then you have the beer. It's very, it tastes like it's got a nice peach flavor. And then you have this nice little cold peach at the end of the beer. It's kind of a nice, it was a nice thing. It was actually really nice being at the brewery and having that, that beer. So I decided I would get it for the podcast and uh, share it with you guys on our talk. Um, it's a good one. I recommend it. Well, you know, man, we, we, uh, we got into it. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely got into some interesting stuff. We got into it. Um, well, I don't know. Let me, let me wrap up and then I'll let you close. Cause that's just how I want to do it. Um, <laughs> What about how I want to do it? No, I want to do it. All right. It's my way today. <laughs> um, okay. Well, look, uh, at the end of the day, like, I think that there's more happening than you realize. Your nature is a, an incredible thing. Um, even when you totally feel like you're fucking up your life, you're actually, um, there still could be good things coming out. There still could be, uh, there still could be some real positives and you, and you might not realize what they are. Um, you know, sometimes you're making an impact on other people's lives that is, is more profound than you realize and it matters. And it could be simple stuff. Like it could be just, you're walking down the street and you smile at somebody and that means the world to them. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't really know. Um, you know, uh, the level of profound loneliness that I have felt and I've, um, you know, talk to other people and, and, and at least have an idea of how they have felt, man, like sometimes a smile or someone just saying hi, or someone noticing you or remembering you, how much that can matter sometimes is, is monumental. And to you, it meant nothing because you were in a good place and you were fine and you didn't even think twice about it, but, but it might've saved that person's life. You know, you just, you don't even know. And the fact that you may have saved their life might've caused them to go on and do some wonderful things, which means that you played a part in that. And, um, you just don't know. So you are very important in this whole experience. Uh, and I think if you, I don't think you should put pressure on yourself about that. I don't think you should make this like, Oh my God, everything I do is so important and I gotta be super precious about it, but just know that you, you matter and things matter and they can matter. And I think it's in your benefit to recognize that and connect with it because, um, you begin to see that maybe there's more to this than what you're focused on and where your attention's at. And at the same time, for your own well-being and your own day-to-day -day life, put your attention on stuff you care about, put your attention on stuff you're interested in, uh, that you're curious about, that you're passionate about. That's, that's really the best you can do, you know? And if you find that you're putting your interest and your attention towards these things, and maybe it's causing some bad things in the world, stop doing it, correct, sort it out, figure it out, clean up a mess. If you made a mess, 
and then move on. And, and you, you can only do the best you can do, you know, and you're working with what you're given and you were given the parents you were given and the teachers you were given and the culture you were given. And maybe they didn't serve you perfect and set you up just right, but you are an evolving organism that can work that out, you know, and you will begin to figure out the world that you want to create and live in for yourself and for others. And, um, you know, build in, in a sense, build your heaven, you know, whatever that means for you, build your bliss, build your, build your experience of joy and, and wonder to live this life, you know, and, and recognize that, you know, it's in you, it's already in you. It's just a matter of if you want to bring it out or not, and you don't have to, that is the other thing. And that's the last thing I'm going to say, you do not have to, but if you want to, if you feel called to, by all means do it. I'd love to see it. And I'm sure we all would. Wonderful final words, Brand. The great expanse of your nature. Um, what do I want to say about this for closing thoughts, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> I think that... I think that you know as you were saying there is this thing there is this thing inside you there is this nature that is inside you that is as real as the as the trees reaching up to the sun that is as real as the bees buzzing around that is as real as any of these things that just kind of just do what they do. They just, they don't question what they're doing. Um, they just are, and they create just a, they create and they create to a kind of perfection that is really quite, that is really quite awe-inspiring. Um, which is why it's so important to get out into nature. And don't forget that that same nature exists within you. You have a nature within you that wants to create, you know, do, do the flowers bloom because it brings people joy? Maybe, <laughs> you know, I know that it, brings people a lot of joy. It also does a whole lot of other things. You do the things that you do because maybe it's your joy. Maybe there's some spark of something in in what you do, what you feel called to do, and what you're following. And maybe that's enough. Maybe that is absolutely enough. It doesn't have to serve some sort of purpose that you go around holding in your hand, waving it around for everybody to know. Maybe it's just, it's inherent to itself and we don't need to worry so much about what that thing is. When you follow your nature, when you follow your bliss, which we could maybe say are the same thing. 
incredible things happen for everybody, for yourself, for others around you. There's just those ripples of beauty that go out everywhere. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.